Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Shamananda. A lifetime of training with Ascended Spiritual Masters and 20 years of training personally with a living spiritual master has led Shamananda to become one of the world leaders in advanced shamanic healing and guidance. A shaman is only as good as their consciousness. Shamananda has gone through the introspective layers of purification to deliver the purest channeled mentorship possible so the recipient can experience divine guidance at its best. Shamananda is the creator of the healing modality called shamanic transmutation. Using sound therapy, spiritual coaching, and an elemental approach to energetic realignment. After a session, client results can be noticeably lighter body and spirit, a clear mind, release of addictions, and clear signs of disappearing ailments. Some experience various energetic experiences and visions, while others find peace within themselves over a series of sessions. Mm -hmm. Shamananda offers support with energy healing, holistic life coaching, shamanic transmutation, spiritual teaching, chakra balancing, sound healing, and tarot readings. Welcome to the podcast, Shamananda. Well, you really did your homework. That's that's pretty pretty right on. Thank you so much. Your um, your website shamananda.org is a great resource for <laughs> for information about you um, and and your offerings and how you support um, anyone that needs support. So thank you for being here today. It's a it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for having me. So tell me briefly, if you can, just a little bit more about your work as a shaman and accountability coach. Sure. Uh, so I heal the four bodies, which is the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. So I'm a bit of a one-stop shop. So there's a craft in healing and it involves understanding 
how to heal with all four bodies uh, in mind in conjunction with each other. They overlap, but the most important thing to keep in mind is that in order to completely heal yourself, you must heal the four bodies simultaneously. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, How does someone realize that one of those bodies needs support? Well, with the physical, I guess it's more obvious, right? Because you might feel like you have a knee injury that's lasted for a long time. So, you know, physically it's, it's more tangible. We can, we can figure that out Uh, emotionally or mentally, you know, you you might be going through something and, you know, that should be obvious. So if, you know, you're feeling sadness or depression, uh, so spiritually is sometimes where people get lost, but the most often thing people will come in with initially is either, I don't have any spirituality, how do I get some? Or they'll say, I'm having all these experience and experiences and I don't know what to do. So it kind of works like that. Have you noticed a shift in how often people are having spiritual experiences and they're wanting explanations for them? Yes. Has that increased? Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Uh, I think a lot of people are suddenly becoming very aware of their spiritual bodies and they have no idea why. And it's scaring a lot of people. Uh, but and, and some people are just fascinated and some people are using it as ways to if they're insecure, they're, they're thinking, oh, I'm special. And, they, you know, they start to feel better about themselves. <laughs> There's a lot of different reactions, but a lot of the time it's, this is happening. And then they come to me and they look at me and this is happening. And I, and I, I say, yes, but is it actionable? So are you in danger? Well, no. Well, are you, are you meant to do something with it? Well, I don't think so. Okay. So then it's just a cool experience. You know, if it's actionable, then there's something to do, but you know, uh, being a spirit is part of who we are. So we just get to roll with the punches and understand that that world is vast it exists and there's a lot going on. It's pretty complicated and it's messy over there I'm telling you it's really messy. <laughs> so what is a shaman or a shamanic healer? You know, that's difficult to quantify as there are literally hundreds of different types of shamans or shamanic healers in Peru. The shamans there are mostly ayahuasca shamans as an example, but People will often pair shamans instantly to Tantra, but that's not necessarily a pairing that would naturally occur. Uh, Some shamans work primarily with herbs and powders, others use witchcraft or sorcery. And then there's a few that that channel spirits uh, that work with them until they create literally an ocean of spirits to work with. Uh, With spirits, it's all about relationship that you create with them. And still there are others that heal with their hands by stepping behind the veil to make changes. But there's there's just a lot of different categories. Uh, traditionally, there's, you know, with traditional shamans, they definitely have um, a very clear path and a very clear outline. When do they get that clear path or that clear outline? Do they get it at a young age? Yes, 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 yes. So, so, I mean, that would, that would kind of lead to the question of what draws someone into this practice or are they chosen, right? So shamanism chooses you. It's not a choice that can be made. So when you're born, there are often markings on the body as indicators such as being born with a tooth or being covered with hair from head to toe. And that was me. <laughs> Later on, I grew a teratoma, which was a large mass of my ovary, roughly the size of a football. So if anyone knows anything about a teratoma, they'll know that the mass uh, would look like uh, it had hair and eyes and teeth and all kinds of things. So when it's removed, it looks a bit like a monster. So those are the few of the things that I had personally. Bottom line, you cannot become a shaman simply by willing it. 
And it's a rough ride to say the least. So as an example, when you're an adolescent, that marks around the time, give or take, when spirits begin to take an overt role in a shaman's life. So spirits will try to make deals with the unwilling shaman, which was me. And a lot of shamans are unwilling at that stage, honestly. Uh, but it's necessary in the process. So if they do win, if they do not win the consent of the shaman, all the spirits that are trying to coerce them, uh, the, the shaman will be tormented. Uh, so this is known as shaman illness, and it can last for a very, very long time. Many years, in some cases, for myself, it was close to 20 years because I would not accept my role as a shaman. I wouldn't. I just didn't want it. <laughs> but that's typical. Many shamans are, are unwilling to accept the responsibility of a shamanic life. Eventually, you must surrender for your own sanity, and you actually feel a lot better, and you start to fulfill your life purpose, and you know things get a lot better after that. But it's that fight. It's uh, that lack of surrender that's the real problem. Problem. So it's, once you, yeah, so once you finally give in, you might notice a time of integration where you sleep a lot. They say it's so the spirits can go into your body to count your bones to see if there's an extra bone in there somewhere. But you know, that's lore and who knows if that's true. Interesting. Say that again. The reason you sleep a bunch is because uh, the, the spirits will actually go into your body to count your bones to see if you have an extra bone. So that's part of shamanic lore. Uh, so that as soon as you accept your shamanism, you get really tired and you sleep. Sometimes you sleep three days straight. Uh, sometimes it's a week or maybe even a month where you're just, oh, I got to sleep. I'm so tired. What's wrong with me? But uh, they say it has to do with spirits cutting you into pieces hmm. and then actually getting in there and counting all your bones just to make sure like where's the extra bone to prove that you're a shaman kind of thing but but I think it's more about the integration honestly I think that's a nice lore and maybe it's maybe that's part of what the spirits are doing but I don't think so I think part of it is the, the little literal energetic integration into uh, the rebirthing of a new life got it where does that word shaman come from the word shaman <sighs> That's a really good question. Uh, that I'm not sure of. I'm not sure where that originated exactly. But I can tell you that, you know, it's, I, I, it's just not something right. I really know. Can I can't go back on that. Yeah, yeah, let's go back. I, I don't know that answer. I wish I knew the, origina the original uh, origin of, the, of a shaman, the, the name shaman. I just, I've never researched that. I gotta be honest, I just haven't. I'd like to know. I'll go find out after we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like the word shaman is becoming more common and comfortable in society now, but I think there's kind of confusion on what a shaman in America does versus a shaman in Central or South America, or even if you come across one in Europe, um, is there a difference between is, is the main difference in shamans is basically one who works with plant medicine and one who doesn't. I wish it was that simple. A uh, shaman, the term shaman in our culture and many cultures are thrown around a lot. So as, as an example, uh, different shamans in um, different cultures, they might be healers or singers or mystics or lore keepers or medicine people. Uh, and in Native American cultures, none of them ever really use the term uh, shaman to describe their spiritual or, or religious leaders at all. They would just say, hey, this is my medicine person, or this is my lore keeper, but shaman wasn't really, really used. Uh, so I think shaman is, is thrown around in all, our culture a lot to explain the unexplainable, and a lot of people will adapt that type of um, um, 
role for themselves or that name in order to explain the unexplainable about what they do, because they're not exactly an energy healer and they're not exactly uh, you know, they're not a Reiki healer. They're, they're doing something behind the veil, veil. They're doing something mystical. They're, they're, they're definitely working with spirits. They're working with um, unseen forces in a way that's definitely supernatural. And, you know, so a lot of people will, will pin the coin, coin the term shaman and put it on top because they don't know what else to do with it. So it's really difficult to put inside of a box. But if we go, if we were comparing it with traditional shamanism, through uh, cultures that are rich with that already, you know there there are some some comparisons that uh, are similar, but it's it it doesn't it's not a perfect fit, especially with American culture. Well, you brought up a good point. You mentioned Reiki, which is I feel like um, the introduction that many people experience when they're looking to get support with physical pain that they have in their body, or they're looking for a spiritual experience. Can you explain to the people listening what the difference between a Reiki session is versus a session with a qualified shaman? (laughs) I know it's completely night and day. It's like preschool and college, but I'd like to hear it from you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's, and, and this is, um, it's interesting because when people will reach out to me, uh, sometimes they're looking for Reiki and, and I just, Reiki is something that you can learn in a weekend. You know, it's, it's, it's something that you can learn in a weekend. You can get your certificate, you know, and you can, you can go through three weekends and get your, you can become a Reiki master, you know, in some cases, sometimes I think the programs are a little longer, give or take. Uh, so all due respect for that. And it's a broken system. It was introduced into our culture as a broken system intentionally. All right. So whereas a shaman is born a shaman, uh, they they're already um, they're already a supernatural type of person. They're not completely supernatural. I mean, we're human beings, but we're born into it. We 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 study it. We practice it. We we go through rites of passage, uh, lifelong rites rites of passage. So the short answer. What's the difference between a shaman and a Reiki session? Everything. It's not the same. Reiki is a broken system that can be taught entirely over a weekend. Shamans are magically inclined individuals who are born into a birthright and trained during their entire lifetime. There's a lot of power there. It's not even close to the same scope of magnitude. It it is like going to play in the sandbox versus graduating with honors from an Ivy League college. (laughs) It's like, it's very, very different. It's, It's different in power and scope. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all I can really say about it. I think, I think you nailed it. And I mean, if people are really that curious, I think just compare your experience in a Reiki session versus a chef session with a qualified shaman and, you know, you'll, you'll understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what are, what is your experience? Cause have you done both? I have done both. Um, I did, but I did Reiki probably 15, 20 years ago when I was looking for something and I didn't know how to find someone like you. I knew there were things on and in my body that I needed removed and I didn't know how to do it and I needed support in doing it. Um, And so that's how I found it. Um, But I knew it wasn't powerful enough for me. And 
some teachers just weren't as qualified to support me as what I needed. It's just like going to acupuncture. You know, you can end up at five or six different acupuncturists until you find someone who actually knows what they're doing and can support and heal you. Um, it's like going to a doctor. You can go to a lot of doctors, um, but they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have the knowledge to support what you're experiencing. No, that's true. That's true. And that's why a lot of people will come to people like me uh, because the doctors aren't supporting them with, with certain things. I actually had a doctor come through just a couple of days ago uh, and she was looking for someone like me for her stuff. And she's, she's a really talented, uh, you know, um, doctor who, who knows how to detox the body and, and heals, uh, you know, autoimmune diseases and all kinds of things. And, you know, she just said, you know, here's the thing that people get to understand about people like shamans is that, you know, sometimes a shaman is meant to heal certain ailments and illnesses and not people like me. And, and I just, I was, I was impressed by her humility because it was something that I don't often hear from doctors, uh, especially in my office. Cause you know, sometimes usually they feel the other way around, but they're open enough to hear what I have to say. So, which is really nice. I'm grateful for that. But she's, um, she was an amazing woman. And she just said, Hey, you know, it's not up to me what the universe is, the universe decides what gets to heal certain people. And sometimes, I mean, this, this energy works and, and shamans, they work. I mean, they, you know, they know how to get in there and, uh, and make changes. And she understood the power of the spirit too, the spirit inside of ourselves. I mean, we are all spirits and spirits have a certain kind of power uh, to be able to, to, to make changes. And really a lot of the time, all shamans figured out how to do is to get their, their, the spirit within them uh, to be able to do and perform certain things. Uh, and that's, sometimes that's all it is, you know, how do we activate the spirit inside of ourselves to actually perform certain actions in order to support people? Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini Mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Could you give some examples of some ailments that people are coming to you for support with just to give people a better idea of what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all four bodies, right? So the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. And so uh, physically I've had uh, not just lifelong injuries, but I've had people with cancer or autoimmune diseases or graves or Lyme. And I've, you know, I've healed all of them. And, and then there is, you know, the emotional. So, and if there's a vacuum, hear the vacuum, I'm sorry, somebody's outside of my office vacuuming right now. <laughs> so there's, 
there's emotional as well. So people go through their emotional difficulties and a lot of the time they're recovering from a trauma or they're recovering from, um, you know, some sort of relationship issue or what have you. And mentally, sometimes it's about not being able to figure out who they are, where they're going or, or what they get to create in this lifetime. Uh, so and then spiritually, sometimes they're having experiences and they don't know what to do with them or they want to have experiences. They want to connect to their spiritual body. And sometimes their spiritual body is sick and uh, we get to do everything we can to heal it. That's so nice. Yeah. So are there tools that you use? So is it just your hands when you work on clients or are there tools that you use? I actually have some tools behind me. I was working on someone earlier and I just haven't taken them off the bed yet. So yes. here, let me it's show you them. It's also a loaded question because I know you use tools. So, <laughs> but you know, for anyone listening. No, that's true. Uh, so, you know, feathers are really common for shamans. We have, um, we usually use this when we smudge over top of a body to support with extracting, uh, you know, stuff from your aura. So we might smudge with, with sage or Palo Santo or even incense. Sometimes, uh, sometimes a spray. Uh, so you might put a spray into a bottle. Sorry about the noise. He's right by my door. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Uh, and so you'll mix, mix these essential oils, uh, special essential oils with water, with purified water and maybe some holy water into a bottle and then you'll spray and then you'll use the, use something like this. And then I have some uh, Boji stones, really good for healing chakras. Uh, you know, they're, they're living stones and it's really cool. We have the male here and the female here and you know, they have this relationship with each other. And if you could feel it, it's almost, it doesn't, it's not magnetic exactly, but it is, um, it is kind of a, there's a force field around them. You can feel them tangibly. And then I have some bells. So we might use something like this. Yeah. Bells are really good for announcing to whatever spirits you're working with. If it's for, in my case, I love to work with spiritual masters, uh, you know, just as a polite way to let them know we're starting the session, you know, uh, please, please attend. It's like an invitation. And then you close it the same way, just letting them know that, you know, we're complete now. Thank you so much for coming. So it's, it's a introduction and opening and it's a closing at the same time. So then we have things like rattles. I don't use rattles very often, but they're so much fun. It just depends on what you're trying to get out of the person. So sometimes rattles are extremely useful. Uh, and then we have healing rods that people, I usually get people to hold um, with copper. So these ones have copper. On, these are my most basic ones. And on the inside they have you know, some Oregon healing crystals, which is a mixture of different types of crystals together that like each other, uh, that facilitate in the, uh, you know, the flow of energy going through the body. So we, it's, it's to get the, the, the energy in the body flowing in a certain way so that uh, it's more productive for you. And it, it, it releases clogs in your energetic body too. So uh, your chi gets to flow and sometimes you have stops and starts and holding on to rods that are copper really support, especially with the crystals on the inside. And then we have little bells. The bells are also a part of the initial ceremony. And then we have, uh, you know, uh, tuning forks. This one is solar plexus and it's the megahertz is 126.22. 
what's really cool about tuning forks is they they're designed to bring your chakras back to their divine blueprint and ground zero so that you can feel reset refreshed and and clean because just like anything some sometimes our our bodies are they can get out of tune and a lot of people are not aware that our bodies actually make a sound they they have a, a resonance that makes a sound and, and if you meditate a lot at one point you might notice and hear that pitch which is really kind of a really cool uh relevation when you're meditating but anyway so kind of it's kind of how it works and then you can heal chakras that way and then we have um you know things like crystals this one is uh uh gelded in in gold around the edges which makes it a little bit more holy and pure and i think that's all i got back here that i left on my table <laughs> where do you go to find your tools is it hard to find qualified pure tools to work with yes it is actually and you know it takes i think that's why um part of the reason why tools become so sacred is because they are when you find them there it's it's like god lives inside of them uh, so it takes a lot of traveling. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of uh, practice too. I mean, you you know when you feel it because you immediately have a connection and then you start communicating with the with the, the tools. And then with certain verbas, which I didn't grab like this, we use oils and things too. Uh, this is a little one. He's he's my baby guy. I love him. And verbas are known for having uh you know gods that work through them, but. Um, you know, but it's also difficult to develop a relationship with one, meaning it takes time and they get to be ready. So as an example, I got brand new uh, Burbas at Christmas time and they're really big and they're beautiful. They're about this long, but they're still wanting just to hang out in my healing room at home. <laughs> they're not ready to work yet. They want to soak in the energy. They want to get to know me and that's fine. So I'm, I'm a patient lady. I'll make it happen when it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so these are really great. They're they're uh, called uh, a razor nail. And the reason why they're called a razor nail is because they're meant to cut through the fabric of illusion in order for you to see what's really happening in your life. And a lot of people suffer from that in this lifetime. So these types of tools for shamans are really, really valuable. You just push it onto a body part or do you hold it in a room? How do you use them? Good question. So it really depends on your communication with your tool. So as an example, because uh, it's it's it would be too sharp to actually put inside somebody's body. It's like a nail, but uh, you can hold it over top of somebody's body like so. You can hold it in any. It can be right up against them as well. And uh, you know, it's really about cutting through the fabric of illusion uh, through their auric fields or through. A manifestation of um, a blockage that they might have uh, actually in their auric field or created inside of their body somewhere. So it just depends on what's happening with the person. But yeah, so they will literally infuse and cut through and then uh, support with the extraction. And sometimes with with when it comes to something inside somebody's body, you can you know the razor nail will go in and they'll they'll cut through whatever's happening and then and then it'll billow out and a lot of the time people will have a reaction of whoa what was that you know because they, they they're not used to this feeling of something that was trapped inside of them just gushing out of them like a volcano but that's what this kind of tool does very neat yeah so where do you turn to keep learning and growing personally and professionally oh wow that's it's it gets 
harder as the years go on because you want to make sure that you're putting in the highest quality possible. Uh, so, you know, there's different, there's different types of teachers, um, you know, it's really about continued research. And I think the more that you study, the more finite and specified you get. So as an example, with the FERBA, I, uh, you know, I found uh, somebody that taught a really intense, super advanced FERBA course, because I wanted to learn more. Because uh, I, I naturally was able to work with this type of tool, but I wanted to know all of the backstory and all of the, you know, so, so it's stuff like that, you know, you, you, you kind of, you start to dig and then you get into the esoteric and it goes really deep. So you, you get to know what the really good stuff is through uh, trial and error and research. And I, I guess that's just part of being in the game for a while. Well, where can more people learn about you or get in touch with you? I would say the best way to get a hold of me is through my website, uh, which is www.shamanana.org. And I have a, a form on there that you can type in whatever you want. So you can tell me all about your life and you can let me know what issue you're having. And I'll always respond and I'll, you know, and we'll have a conversation and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to work with each other. I'd love that. I'd love to support whoever would like to come to me. So my website is the best way, I would say. Perfect. And then I always like to ask my guest if there is maybe like just one healthy tip or wellness tip that you could provide that they could consider adding into their life to improve their overall well-being. Just one little shift that someone could do today. I would say really think about the things that you're grateful for because there's nothing like gratitude that cuts through a lot of a lot of the darkness. So if you're going through anything at all, uh, you know, get in there and decide why you're blessed and grateful for what you do have in your life and really start to think about those because I think people, especially in today's day and age, they don't, they don't take the time to do that. It well, I'm so grateful to have you here on the podcast and you're a reoccurring guest. I had you previously talking about, you know, how to clean and clear and bless your home. So I'm just so grateful for the knowledge that you're sharing that and how you're supporting people um, in ways that they really need it right now. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure and an honor. And I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Me too. Thank you, Shamananda. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.